Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. This episode is sponsored by The Jordan Harbinger Show. Named the best podcast of 2018 by Apple. Tons of fascinating guests. Untold stories you won't hear anywhere else. Expand your wisdom and discover other perspectives that you've never considered before with The Jordan Harbinger Show. Join Jordan as he interviews high-profile people as well as intriguing personalities. Each episode features a discussion that might just take you anywhere. I recommend episode 970, where Jordan and guest Annie Jacobson talk nuclear annihilation. How likely is it? How scared should you be? And what comes after? There's also episode 886 with David Farina, which delves into the wacky world of flat earthers. These episodes are great starting points. But you're sure to find deep, interesting, and thought-provoking topics throughout Jordan's catalog. Turn off the music and turn up the wisdom with The Jordan Harbinger Show. We really enjoy this show and we think you will as well. There's just so much here. Check out jordanharbinger.com start for some episode recommendations or search for The Jordan Harbinger Show. That's H-A-R-B as in boy. I-N, as in Nancy, G-E-R. The earth quaked with an immense power, as though it could shift entire mountains. From deep within, the land exhaled a billowing plume of scalding steam and boiling water, its temperature capable of melting flesh. The sheer magnitude of the creature that must be lurking just below the surface, conjuring this formidable force, was both awe-inspiring and frightening. An ancient, otherworldly growl rumbled in the wake of this seismic movement. Those who witnessed it were sent fleeing in sheer terror, gripped by fear of the formidable force they had unwittingly stirred from its slumber. Welcome to Destination Terror, your passport to the scariest places in the world. From haunted hotels to locations of unexplained creature sightings, and now places that we only visit in our imagination. We will travel to places that will provide excitement, adventure, and horror. Today we are discussing Yellowstone National Park, one of the most beautiful yet formidable places in the world. So if you're into travel and all things scary, listen close and you might just discover your next exciting adventure destination but hopefully not your final destination. Destination Terror is an EerieCast original podcast hosted by me, Carmen Carrion. If you would like to send us a suggestion or submit a story with your own experience, you can email them to carmencarrion at gmail.com or follow me on Twitter at Carmen Carrion. If you enjoy the show, please follow and rate Destination Terror on Spotify and Apple Podcasts to help us grow. Also, check out EerieCast.com for more scary podcasts, such as Freaky Folklore, 
the podcast where together we explore horrifying legends across the world and tell terrifying tales of monsters both ancient and modern. When Sam awoke, he realized he was lying in a pool of blood. He had no recollection of receiving a wound that could produce that much blood. His head was pounding, and all he could hear was a loud, intense ringing sound. He tried to move, but he couldn't. Lying face down, and unable to move his body, made it almost impossible to see anything going on around him. His thoughts were swimming and swirling, and he couldn't even remember how he had gotten here. He closed his eyes tightly, squeezing them as hard as he could. What the hell was going on? He reached deep inside, and with every ounce of strength he could muster, he tried to throw himself onto his side. He managed to flip partially onto his shoulder, allowing him to see the tree behind him and a pair of boots covered in blood dangling from the tree. He blinked once, twice. He knew those boots. He once again mustered his strength to move, and this time it sent him rolling over on his back. He wished he hadn't, because when his vision became clear enough to make out what was attached to the dangling boots, the ringing in his head roared so fiercely. Or maybe it was the sound of his own screams. As he beheld the mutilated body of his best friend, Matt, hanging from the tree, with his intestines spilling from a gaping wound to his stomach, Sam vomited at the sight of his friend. He had never seen anything that horrific in his life. Sam was choking on his own bile, unable to move. His memory started pouring back in like a flood. This was not how this trip was supposed to go. It couldn't end here, not like this. He closed his eyes and the memory started to pour in. Sam had grown up with a love for all things outdoors. His father, James, was practically a semi-civilized wild man who would be just fine living in a cabin in the woods and wiping with a leaf for the rest of his life. It was safe to say the apple didn't fall far from the tree with Sam. They spent almost every weekend camping and fishing, any excuse to be outside or in the woods. Sam got lucky in middle school. That's where he met his best friends, Matt and Jake. They loved the outdoors just as much as Sam and his dad did. They bonded instantly and became inseparable. James would take all three boys on every trip he could. They loved to gather around the crackling campfire. The boys would settle in and listen to Dad's stories in the remote forest. He would lean in, his voice a mere whisper. Have you ever heard of the Phantom Hitchhiker? He asked. The boys shook their heads, their curiosity piqued. He continued. Legend has it that deep in these woods, there's an old abandoned road. Late at night, you might spot a woman standing by the side of the road, dressed in a tattered wedding gown. The fire's glow cast eerie shadows on his face as he continued. If you're ever brave enough to pick her up, she'll ask for a ride to the old cemetery just down the road. You'll be driving, and she'll be sitting in the back seat, silent. He paused for effect before adding, But when you arrive at the cemetery, she'll vanish into thin air, leaving nothing but her ghostly laughter echoing in your ears. The boys exchanged uneasy glances, their imaginations running wild. As the fire crackled, James would smile a cheeky grin. The boys always played tough, 
but they would always end up laughing it off and picking relentlessly at James for how unscary his stories were. Sam couldn't recall now how many times they had spent the night under the stars with his dad before he passed away their senior year in high school. Cancer. Sam always figured his dad would get himself killed on some of their wilder trips they had taken. But no, it was cancer that took him. Sam took his death so hard, he didn't think he would even make it to graduation. He would be eternally grateful for Matt and Jake. All three boys grieved his loss so hard. But Sam had just given up. Until one night they barged into his bedroom around nine when he was getting ready to go to sleep and all but kidnapped him. They drove an hour to his dad's fishing spot. They built a fire and shared all their favorite memories of James. They promised that night that they would never let that love James had for nights like this ever fade. It had been 10 years since that night, and no matter where life took them, they kept their promise and met twice a year to sleep under the stars. Sam had picked out the camping location months ago. He had packed, kissed his wife, and rubbed her growing belly, a son that he would no doubt be looking forward to sharing these experiences with in the coming years. Then he loaded up all the gear they would need. He grabbed Matt and Jake and they hit the road. They had quite the drive to Yellowstone, but they entertained each other with their cheeky banter and endless taunting. In more ways than one, they were still those teenage boys in grown men's bodies. They had arrived at the park about an hour before dawn, plenty of time for them to unload and set up camp for the night. While Jake and Matt were tying up their hammocks in the trees, Sam decided he'd start gathering wood for the fire. The first night, they always roasted hot dogs because the rest of the week would consist of their freeze-dried meals. Sam grabbed his hatchet and headed off in the direction of some fallen limbs that he could see just inside the tree line. He laid his hatchet down and stepped farther into the woods behind the tree to relieve himself when he heard a snap. He leaned around the tree to see if the guys had walked over to collect the wood, but they were standing over by their hammocks on the other side of the small clearing, laughing about something. He heard another twig snap. It came from the other direction. He whirled his head around in the direction of the sound, but he didn't see anything. There wasn't much light remaining to illuminate much more than a few feet further into the forest. Sam had never had any fear of the forest, but every hair on the back of his head was standing on end. He finished and zipped his pants without taking his eyes off the direction the sound came from. He sighed, realizing it was probably just a critter moving about. So he turned to pick up his hatchet and pile the wood he had been collecting. Snap, snap, snap. It sounded like something large had stepped onto a whole pile of limbs to make such a loud snap. And so many at one time. Sam didn't bother to turn around and investigate this time. He just stood up with the wood he had gathered and got the hell out of the woods. He yelled to his friends, Hey guys, there was something big out there. I'm not sure what it was, but be on your guard. It was really close. Whatever it was, it might be hungry. Matt reached into his bag and pulled out a can of bear spray, pointing it at the woods with a smug, come and get me look. He said, it can try and eat me, but I'd be more trouble than it's worth. They laughed at him. But Sam took one last look over his shoulder and saw movement in the woods behind him. He couldn't help feeling slightly uneasy about it. 
but they were in the wilderness after all. They built their fire, roasted their hot dogs, and laughed deep into the night. There was nothing but embers left of the fire by the time Matt and Jake had fallen asleep. Sam lay there half-dozing, taking in the stars and the stillness of the night. He took a deep breath and let his eyes close completely, for only a second, though. He heard footsteps approaching and the sound of twigs breaking under a heavy foot. He knew by the sound of the movement it was large. He didn't dare move. His heart was picking up pace, and a huge knot had formed in his stomach. It got closer and closer. Sam was holding his breath. It had to be a bear. A really big damn bear. Well, crap, he thought. This could be it. He was going to be eaten by a bear because he left his bear spray on the ground, out of reach. His next best move would be to jump out of his hammock and scare the crap out of the bear and hope he could get to his spray in time. He took in a deep breath, getting ready to hurl himself out of the hammock, when he heard a deep guttural growl come from the opposite direction of whatever had been approaching him from behind. He looked towards Matt, where the growl had come from. Matt's eyes were wide open and terrified. They made the slightest nod to one another in understanding. On the count of three, they would jump up and scare the bears away. One, two, three. This episode is sponsored by June's Journey. What is horror to you? Monsters? Murder? Mystery? Well, if human monsters are your thing, June's Journey is the game for you, albeit in a more lighthearted tone. June's Journey is a hidden object game with a thrilling murder mystery set in the Roaring Twenties. You play as June on the hunt for your sister's murderer. Discover clues through exciting hidden object scenes with beautiful and atmospheric illustrations and music. Victory brings you closer to new plot points and suspenseful answers. When not hunting for clues, you can customize your own luxurious estate island with gardens, buildings, and decor. Or chat and play with or against other players too, in the Detective Club, where you could even put your skills to the test in the Detective League. June's journey is both relaxing and fun to play. With my busy schedule, I find it's the perfect game to pick up and play whenever I've got a free moment. It doesn't demand too much time, and it's pretty satisfying solving puzzles quickly and unlocking new clues. Can you crack the case? Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. You know, some people enjoy composing their own music, chord by chord, and others are happiest when they come across that one perfect song. Work is not a lot different than that. Whether you prefer building your own workflow or using a pre-made template, with Monday.com, you and the team can work in a way that's comfortable for everyone. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com and build your own amazing workflow or find an awesome template. No judgment. Yellowstone National Park, located primarily in Wyoming, Montana, and Idaho, is renowned for its natural beauty, geothermal wonders, diverse wildlife, and a supervolcano that will inevitably expend itself someday, plunging the world into a new ice age. Yellowstone is also known for incredible tales of the supernatural. 
These events are more often the stuff of legend and folklore than documented history. While the park's natural wonders are awe-inspiring, there have been few widely recognized supernatural occurrences in Yellowstone. Nevertheless, the park has a rich tapestry of myths, legends, and stories that capture the imaginations of visitors and inspire tales of the unexplained. People flock to Yellowstone by the millions every year to witness the sheer beauty of the natural wonders that formed there millions of years ago, long before man walked upon the surface. The park is a glaring reminder of how powerful Mother Nature can be. Yellowstone conceals one of the world's most significant geological wonders, a massive supervolcano. The history of this giant volcano beneath Yellowstone dates back millions of years and has captivated the attention of scientists and researchers for decades. Approximately 17 million years ago, the geological history of the Yellowstone supervolcano began with the formation of what is known as a hot spot. Hot spots are stationary points in the Earth's mantle where molten rock or magma rises to the surface. Over this time, this hot spot created a series of volcanic eruptions which eventually led to the formation of the Yellowstone Plateau. Yellowstone's history is marked by multiple volcanic eruptions, the most significant of which occurred approximately 2.1 million, 1.3 million, and 640,000 years ago. Each of these cataclysmic events resulted in the formation of massive calderas, or volcanic craters, that are now known as the Yellowstone Caldera. These calderas are evidence of the enormous eruptive potential of the supervolcano. Today, Yellowstone National Park sits atop the Yellowstone Caldera, which is around 44 miles wide. This enormous volcanic system continues to display geological activity in the form of geysers, hot springs, and hydrothermal features that are visible on the park's surface. The Yellowstone supervolcano is far from dormant. It experiences thousands of small earthquakes each year signifying the movement of molten rock beneath the Earth's crust. Geothermal features like the Norris Geyser Basin and the Yellowstone Lake Geothermal Area are clear indications of the ongoing heat and activity beneath the park's surface. While the Yellowstone supervolcano has not erupted in over 640,000 years, it remains a subject of scientific study and concern. An eruption from this supervolcano would have catastrophic global consequences including the potential to alter the world's climate. However, it is essential to emphasize that such an eruption is considered highly unlikely in the near future, and monitoring efforts by scientists continue to provide early warning systems. Yellowstone is one of the most extensively monitored volcanic systems in the world. Scientists employ a variety of methods, including seismology, gas monitoring, and ground deformation measurements to keep a close watch on the supervolcano's activity. The goal is to provide advance warning of any significant geological changes. The history of the giant supervolcano beneath Yellowstone National Park is one of geological marvel and scientific intrigue. While the possibility of a supervolcanic eruption is a topic of concern, it is essential to stress that such an event is not imminent, and the park remains a place of natural beauty, exploration, and scientific discovery. The most famous geyser attached to the enormous volcanic system flowing through Yellowstone is called Old Faithful. Old Faithful is one of the most iconic geysers in the world. The history of Old Faithful dates back to the early exploration of Yellowstone in the late 19th century. 
indigenous American tribes in the region, such as the Shoshone and Crow, were already familiar with the geothermal features of the area. But it wasn't until the washburn langford Doan expedition of 1870 that the geyser was officially documented by white explorers. The geyser earned its name Old Faithful due to its predictability. Early explorers noted that it erupted at regular intervals, approximately every 60 to 90 minutes, and the eruptions were quite reliable. This consistency made it stand out among the park's geothermal features. Old Faithful quickly became a popular attraction within Yellowstone. As word spread about the geyser's predictability and grand eruptions, it became a focal point for early tourism in the park. Visitors from around the world flocked to witness the spectacular displays of boiling water and steam, Old Faithful's regular eruptions and the striking backdrop of Yellowstone's wilderness made it an iconic symbol of the park. Photographs and postcards featuring Old Faithful helped popularize the idea of national parks and conservation in the United States. Old Faithful was not only a source of fascination for tourists, but also an object of scientific study. Researchers sought to understand the underlying geological processes that drove the geyser's regular eruptions and the study of geysers in Yellowstone contributed to the development of geothermal science. To accommodate the growing number of visitors, Yellowstone established the Old Faithful Inn in 1903, which remains one of the most famous and historic lodges in the national park system. Additionally, wooden boardwalks were built to allow tourists to view Old Faithful safely, preserving both the geyser and the natural environment. Old Faithful's eruptions are possibly due to the combination of superheated water and a constriction in the geyser's underground plumbing. When the pressure builds up, the geyser erupts into a plume of scalding water and steam. The eruptions can reach heights of 100 to 185 feet, with an average interval between eruptions of about 90 minutes. Old Faithful, like the rest of Yellowstone, has been subject to the principles of conservation and protection. Efforts have been made to preserve its natural beauty and ensure its continued predictability. The National Park Service has played a vital role in maintaining the park's natural integrity. Scientists and historians have dedicated a substantial amount of time delving into the intricacies of Yellowstone. Their pursuit is to comprehend every facet of the park. While science has unveiled numerous insights, there are aspects that will forever be shrouded in mystery. Despite the significant understanding achieved, there is a wealth of knowledge and unexplainable yet to be unearthed and explored. There are many legends that have taken root within the park. While most can be explained using science, that doesn't mean that people will be any less likely to still believe the legends over facts. One example would be the Dragon's Mouth Spring, the official name, but in legend it is more commonly referred to as the Dragon's Breath River. The legend of Dragon's Breath River likely began with awestruck visitors who, upon witnessing the eruptive and geothermal phenomena in the park, found inspiration in the fantastical. Yellowstone's geysers, hot springs, and other geothermal features can indeed conjure images of dragons and mythical creatures due to their dramatic displays and the billowing clouds of steam they produce. In the legend, Dragon's Breath River is depicted as a powerful and ancient dragon that resides deep within the heart of Yellowstone. The dragon is said to slumber beneath the Earth's surface, and its restless stirring causes the ground to tremble and the waters to boil. According to the legend, when the dragon awakens, it exhales fiery breath, 
which erupts in the form of scalding steam and water, creating the illusion of a dragon's breath. The plume of the Dragon's Breath River is said to reach towering heights, and its roar can be heard throughout the land. In the legend, the dragon is not a malevolent force, but rather a guardian spirit of the park. It's believed to protect the geothermal wonders and natural beauty of Yellowstone, ensuring that the geysers, hot springs, and other features remain untamed and undisturbed. While the legend of Dragon's Breath River is not rooted in historical fact, it represents the powerful way in which nature can ignite the human imagination. Yellowstone's geothermal features, though not the work of dragons, continue to evoke a sense of wonder and appreciation, drawing visitors from around the world to experience the magic of this unique and enchanting landscape. It's a marvel you'd need to see and experience for yourself. Maybe there is a dragon lurking beneath Yellowstone after all. Going beyond the natural occurring phenomena that people have reported over the past century, there are many that cannot simply be explained away as geysers, volcanoes, or other natural occurrences. Yellowstone has been the setting for numerous reported personal encounters with the legendary creature known as Bigfoot. These encounters have added an element of mystery and intrigue to the park's mysteries. One of the earliest reported encounters with Bigfoot in Yellowstone occurred in the 1960s. A camper claimed to have witnessed a large hairy bipedal figure near their campsite in the park's wilderness. They described it as having a human-like appearance, but covered in thick, dark hair. The sighting left a lasting impression on the camper, who was convinced they had crossed paths with Bigfoot. In the 1980s, a group of hikers exploring Yellowstone reported discovering massive human-like footprints in a remote part of the park. The prints were deeply impressed into the ground, and their sheer size and unusual appearance fueled speculation that they could belong to Bigfoot. While no further sightings were reported, the footprints intrigued many. During a camping trip in the 1990s, a group of campers claimed to have heard eerie late-night howls emanating from the depths of the Yellowstone wilderness. The howls were unlike any known animal in the park, and the campers were left unnerved and convinced they had experienced a Bigfoot vocalization. In the early 2000s, a Yellowstone National Park ranger reported encountering a large ape-like creature while patrolling a remote area of the park. The ranger described the creature as standing upright and covered in dark hair, fitting the classic description of Bigfoot. The sighting was officially documented and remains a topic of discussion among park staff. In more recent years, a group of campers claimed to have had a mysterious visitor at their campsite. They described a massive bipedal figure that passed through their camp in the dead of night. The creature left large tracks, and the campers were unable to identify it as any known wildlife species in the park. Year after year and decade after decade, there have been reports from visitors that have come in contact directly or indirectly with a creature they are convinced is Bigfoot. It's hard to dispute the claims when there have been an overwhelming amount of sightings over the years. Beyond the magnetic allure of Yellowstone's supervolcano, the legendary dragons, and the elusive Bigfoot, the park's enigmatic history is marked by countless other unexplained disappearances and a web of supernatural claims that continue to captivate visitors. The list of inexplicable vanishings within Yellowstone dates back decades, entwining the park with an aura of eerie fascination. 
hikers, explorers, and campers, many of whom were experienced outdoorsmen, have inexplicably vanished without a trace. Their sudden and unexplained disappearances have cast a chilling shadow over the park's natural beauty, leaving behind unanswered questions and haunting mysteries. The first recorded disappearance dates back to the late 1800s, when a group of fur trappers ventured into the park. They had been experienced woodsmen, yet they vanished without a trace, leaving behind their camp and all of their equipment. Search parties scoured the wilderness, but no sign of the trappers was ever found. It was as though the earth had swallowed them whole. In the early 20th century, a family of four, the Langfords, embarked on a seemingly routine hike near the Norris Geyser Basin. They never returned, prompting a massive search operation. Weeks turned into months, but the Langfords remained lost. Their disappearance became one of the park's most baffling mysteries, with some suggesting they had been taken by supernatural forces lurking in the area. As the years passed, more strange cases emerged. Hikers, experienced and novice alike, vanished without warning. Campers disappeared from their tents, leaving behind nothing but the eerie silence of the wilderness. It was as if the park had an insatiable appetite for those who dared to enter its depths. As if the puzzling disappearances were not enough to fuel curiosity, stories of supernatural encounters have added another layer of intrigue. Park visitors have reported ghostly apparitions, mysterious lights, and eerie sounds emanating from the depths of Yellowstone. Whispers of malevolent spirits and restless souls have kept people on edge as they explore the picturesque yet enigmatic wilderness. While some cases have been resolved, many remain mysteries, haunting the memories of those who knew the missing individuals. These unsettling disappearances have contributed to the park's reputation as a place where the line between the natural and the supernatural blurs, and where, at times, the wilderness itself seems to conspire against those who venture too deep. Yellowstone, with its awe-inspiring beauty and its ominous history of unsolved disappearances, remains a place where the mysterious and the natural coexist, making it a captivating but unsettling destination for those who dare to explore its enigmatic depths. Whether you're in search of Yellowstone's breathtaking natural beauty, its mesmerizing geological marvels, or the spine-tingling allure of the unexplained and mysterious, this iconic national park offers a one-of-a-kind, multifaceted experience that caters to all types of adventurers. Introducing Bluehost Cloud, ultra-fast WordPress hosting with 100% uptime. Want a website with unmatched power, speed, and control? Of course you do. And now you can have all three with Bluehost Cloud, the new web hosting plan from Bluehost. With 100% uptime and incredibly speedy load times, your WordPress websites will be dependable and lightning fast on a global scale. Plus, your sites can handle even the biggest traffic spikes without going down or lagging. And with Bluehost Cloud, you get 24-7 WordPress priority support meaning you're connected to WordPress experts anytime you need them. Not to mention, you automatically get daily backups and world-class security. So what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting bluehost.com. That's bluehost.com. Sam and Matt hurled themselves out of their hammocks and onto the ground. 
Sam grabbed his bear spray and jumped to his feet. The air was filled with the ear piercing of the bear spray can screaming. Sam watched as the massive grizzly bear immediately tucked tail and ran back towards the forest. When he turned to check on Matt, you could tell even in the darkness by his face that it looked like he had seen a ghost. Jake had been awoken by the sound of the bear spray. He flipped right out of his hammock onto the ground shouting a few obscene things to no one in particular. Sam made a gesture towards the tree line and the retreating grizzly. Everyone all right? Sam asked. This was not the first time they had been awoken in the night like this. Didn't figure it would be their last either. What did you see, Sam? Matt asked, still with that startled look on his face. It was a damn grizzly, a really big one too. I can't believe there were two of them this close. But surprisingly, Matt stuttered. There weren't two of them. That wasn't a bear. Jake and Sam just looked at Matt, waiting for an explanation. Jake grabbed a few sticks and threw them onto the ember to get the fire started again. Matt sat down by the fire and began. You're going to call me crazy, and I know this is going to sound insane, but I think I just saw Bigfoot. Without an ounce of hesitation, Jake busted out laughing, a loud, ridiculous laugh. I'm serious, Dick. Matt's face was serious, possibly even half scared to death. He described this black figure that he had to look up to. He said it had dwarfed him. Matt was six foot four. There weren't many things that made Matt feel small. It was quite dark in the direction that the creature had ran, but Matt said it was standing upright on two legs and ran away like a man. Even the growl that had come from the beast didn't sound like anything he'd ever heard. Hunting for Bigfoot was something they often did on their camping trip as kids, but now the thought of such things was just laughable. But by the look on Matt's face, it was hard to ignore it and brush it off. That's when Sam finally told them, I could have sworn something was watching me in the woods earlier when I was gathering wood. Just figured it was a deer or a bear, but whatever it was, it made my hair stand up on end. Jake completely unwilling to believe that Bigfoot was real. Even when he would help us hunt for him as kids, he was the one to always remind us of how ridiculous we were being for even looking for such a thing. Well, boys, if it was Bigfoot, congratulations, you survived him. I'm going back to bed. And with that, Jake climbed back into his hammock and closed his eyes. Matt and Sam shared a knowing look. So, Bigfoot, huh? They both chuckled, realized how right Jake probably was. It was ridiculous. They chatted by the fire for a while longer until their nerves from the incident seemed to vanish and then crawled back into their hammocks for the night. The next morning they were up early. They downed their breakfast and had their hiking gear on before the sun had fully risen. They had planned to hike as far as they could get by lunchtime, have lunch and then get back before dark. They hiked for hours through the park, stopping to take in the sights from time to time. It was beautiful here. The wilderness felt raw and real and untouched. By the time noon rolled around, they found a nice small clearing with a spectacular view overlooking Yellowstone Lake. Sam sighed. Well, boys, not to get weird, but I couldn't imagine not having you two here with me still. 
Jake made a gagging noise and smiled. Yeah, yeah, we know. We're the best. Now shut up. I don't want to barf up my lunch. Matt laughed and shook his head, agreeing with Jake. They were all laughing when they heard something start screaming. It sounded like an animal being wounded, or worse, eaten. Well, if ever there was a queue for lunch to be over, that would be it. And let's hope that whatever is having lunch over there gets full, Jake said half-jokingly, half-serious. They didn't hesitate gathering their gear and getting back on the trail, moving swiftly from where the screaming animal had gone quiet. Once more, Jake was leading the way. Maybe it was Bigfoot, Jake said once in a taunting voice over his shoulder, with an ornery grin plastered on his face. Matt, bringing up the rear, huffed in a retort. Careful, Jake. Matt will pee in your water again, Sam said, finding it hard to hold in his laugh. Jake spun around, undoubtedly ready to throw in a smart aleck reply, but he stopped dead in his tracks and all the blood drained from his face. Sam spun around to see what had shocked Jake and found himself in a nightmare. Standing on the trail 20 feet back stood this creature that had to be eight foot tall and covered in hair. Standing over Matt, who was now laying on the ground and appeared to be unconscious, the beast whirled to face Sam and Jake and let out a predatory roar that made the ground shake. Jake grabbed Sam's pack and yanked on it. Run! Was all Jake screamed before the beast launched in their direction. One, two, three. His world went black. It had all come back to him. Sam, still choking on his own vomit, managed to roll himself once more away from the side of Matt. Choking and gasping for air, Sam realized he could feel his arms and legs again. He found himself rolling on his stomach once again, struggling to get his arms under his body to push up off the ground. He made it to his knees. He glanced back at Matt once again to see if there were any sign of life. But Matt's eyes were wide open, empty, and dead. Sam vomited again. He tried to stand but couldn't tell if his leg was broken or just seriously injured. He saw no signs of the large beast that had attacked them, or any signs of Jake. Sam limped as fast as he could in the direction that they had come from, hoping he would find Jake and help. He didn't dare scream for help in fear of attracting the beast. He made it to the first bend in the trail, and any hope he had to survive vanished. There in the middle of the trail was Jake. Much like Matt, Jake's body had been brutally attacked. Sam fell to his knees next to Jake's body. He was dead. Sam looked to the sky and let out a yell that sent birds scattering. He heard the thundering footsteps approaching from behind. And without thinking, Sam stumbled to his feet and ran. He ran with everything he had left in him, ignoring the pain in his injured leg. His heart was pounding so hard that he thought it would burst out of his chest. As he ran, he could hear the beast behind him. Gaining on him with every stride, Sam knew there was no way he could outrun it, but he kept pushing himself harder and harder. Suddenly he felt a sharp pain in his side, and he stumbled, falling to the ground. The creature was on him in an instant, towering over him with its massive frame. 
Sam could smell its hot breath and feel its hot, wet drool on his face. He closed his eyes, waiting for the final blow, but it never came. When he opened his eyes, he saw that the beast was gone. He lay there on the ground, panting and bleeding, wondering why he was still alive. He looked up at the sky and saw the sun setting behind the trees. He knew he had to get out of there before it got dark. Sam managed to push himself up onto his feet and hobbled away from the area as fast as he could. His mind was racing as he tried to come to terms with what had just happened. He had lost two of his closest friends in a matter of hours to a creature that he never believed it existed. As he stumbled through the woods, he could hear the sounds of the park rangers in the distance. He knew he had to find them before it was too late. He stumbled out of the woods and collapsed on the ground, his body racked with pain. The park rangers found him lying there and quickly rushed him to the nearest hospital. Sam spent the next few weeks recovering from his injuries and trying to make sense of what had happened. He never forgot about his friends or the creature that took them from him. Dad, that story's not scary. There's no such thing as Bigfoot. Sam looked across the fire at his son, who looked very much like him, and smiled. He reached over and patted the boy's shoulder. Well, sport, I had to give it the old college try. It's tradition. Matt, who had been listening from his tent, laughed and yelled, Yeah, your stories are as lame as your dad's always were. And why do you always have to kill me and Jake? The little boy giggled and then looked at Jake, who had been sitting next to him. Hey, Uncle Jake, can you tell us a story now? Make it scary. Jake chuckled. Sure, kid. I can give it a try. Thank you for joining us to explore Yellowstone National Park. Tune in next week as we discuss another terrific location. I'm Carmen Carrion. Remember, you can send me suggestions and stories of haunted places to my email, carmencarrion at gmail.com, or follow me on Twitter at Carmen Carrion. Be sure to check out eeriecast.com for more terrifying podcasts. Until next time, be safe out there until I see you at our next destination.